Hello, welcome to the Taffy Marino podcast. I'm your host, Taffy, and I'm so glad that you joined me. Together, we are going to empower and encourage one another to do the good things God planned for us long ago. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back. Um, This month, the rest of the month of March, we are going to be talking about the power of your words. I am very excited about this series. Just studying it has brought so much um, understanding. You know, this is something that I am familiar with. But the Word of God is alive, and it's powerful, and there are always um, more truths that you can learn and grow in and develop. So let's just get started. Um, Your words have creative power, and they are creating and building something every day. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it and indulge in it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. We see from this scripture that we can enjoy the fruit of our words filled with life, or we will eat and bear the consequences of our words filled with death. You know, this is a foundational truth within the kingdom of God. This will never change because God doesn't change. Whether you believe it or not, and whether you acknowledge it or not, it's still there and it's working in your life. James 1.17 says, He is the father of lights with whom there is no change or variation. And Malachi 3.6 says, I am the Lord, I change not. You know, whether we understand something to be true or not, we're still we can still actually bear the consequences of it. I remember this past summer, I went on a girl's trip to Florida. And on my way back, uh, I'm driving and I am just used to the laws of Oklahoma. And if you're not from Oklahoma, let me just tell you, we have some pretty high speed limits. I think Texas is the only state that has higher speed limits than we do. So I'm traveling along as I'm accustomed what I'm used to in the great state of Alabama. And I think the highest speed limit that they have now that I've looked into it is 70 miles an hour. Well, I was held accountable for that. (laughs) I was held accountable for the speed that I was traveling at um, according to the laws of Alabama. And I'll just say that I ate the fruit of my actions with a nice big ticket. (laughs) You know, if you're a Christian, you now live and operate out of the kingdom of God. I will say this, that this truth actually isn't just for those with living and operating out of the kingdom of God. It affects everyone, whether you're a believer or not, um, whether you confess Christ or not this actually operates in your life. And what is that? That your words have creative power. In fact, scientific studies show that words not only affect us on a deep psychological level, but they have a significant impact on our lives. If you're still questioning, just Google it. How do my words affect me? We as Christians or believers should know and understand this better than anyone else and live accordingly. 
Why? Because the word has so much to say about it. I'm going to read you a few scriptures. And in these scriptures, you're going to see that Jesus is the actual word of God, that God created everything that was made by the word, which is Jesus, and that we were created to speak. So let's look at that first set of scriptures, how Jesus is the actual word of God. John 1, 1 through 3 says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. So we could also read it like this. In the beginning was the word Jesus And Jesus was with God. And Jesus was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. The second set of scriptures, we're going to look at how God created everything that was made by the words that he spoke. When we look at Genesis 1, 1 through 7, it says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. You can continue through these scriptures and see that whatever God spoke then came into existence. This next set of scriptures says that we were created to speak. Romans 10.10 says, With the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You know, you cannot just believe in Jesus. Confession is an important part of salvation. You have to confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord to be saved. 2 Corinthians 4.13 says, But having the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed, therefore I spoke. We also believe, therefore we also speak. I want you to notice that in both of these scriptures, what we believe we are to speak according to the word of God. Matthew 12, 34, and this is the last set of scriptures I'm going to read for this segment, says, How can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. I noticed that it said you bring forth things, not words, whether it be good or evil. That just tells us again that our words are creating something. It's creating either good things, which would be life, or evil things, which would be death. You know, we speak what is in our heart. And how do we make sure that what is in our heart is good? Um, I love over there in Joshua 1.8 where it says that, you know, you're to keep the law in your mouth. It's not to depart from it. But you're, you need to meditate on it day and night so that you'll do everything that's in it and then your way will be prosperous. You know, that word meditate actually means to mutter. So it says this book of the law, which that just means the Bible, the instruction, the word of God. 
Um, This book shall not depart from your mouth, but in it you shall meditate or mutter day and night. Then you're going to observe. That's how we make sure that what's in our heart is good. You know, over the last several weeks, we have been referencing Romans 12, 2, that says we're not to conform to the world, but we're to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Um, There's so many scriptures that I will give you. Um, Oh, goodness. Proverbs 4.23 says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. And then um, Psalms 1 and 2 says, uh, they that find happiness in the teaching, or they will find happiness in the teaching of the Lord, and they will think about it day and night. You know, when I go to the grocery store, after I get out, I wash my hands. Uh, I try to carry some hand sanitizer in my car, and I will clean my hands. When I go feed my chickens and I get back, I wash my hands. And when I take out the trash, yeah, I wash my hands. You know, you can pick up when you're feeling grimy from the world. It just gets on you. I I mean, when you're out there and you're in it and it's just, oh my goodness, so much going on and say it's traffic, it's work issues, um, it's family issues, just dealing with whatever your day brings you can cause you to just feel yucky. And when you feel that way, the reason that I go wash my hands after I'm at the grocery store, after I feed my chickens, after I take out the trash is because I do not want what is on me to get in me. I need you to hear that again. I don't want what is on me to get in me. And when we get out in the world, a lot of stuff can get on us, but it doesn't have to get in us. How do we get it off of us? Well, the scripture says to wash yourself with the word of God. Um, get a few scriptures. It doesn't have to be a hard thing. Get a few scriptures that really speak to you, that really minister to you, that just touch your heart and put them in your phone. And whenever you need it, go wash yourself. This doesn't take long. Just do it. Pray and then meditate on what you know to be true. Think about it, but also speak it. Keep it in your mouth. You know, years ago, the Lord was uh, speaking to my heart and he told me not to frustrate his plan. I honestly thought that that meant to irritate. And the first time I heard it, I was just like, okay, don't irritate the plan of God. But after I heard that on the inside for the third time, I knew there was something more to it, and I went and looked it up. So the word frustrate means to prevent a plan or an attempted action from progressing, succeeding, or being fulfilled. When I read that definition, I knew exactly what the Lord was trying to speak to me. I was allowing irritations that came my way to cause me to speak And my words were not good. Out of the abundance of the heart, the man speaks. See, I wasn't allowing when these frustrations would come, I wasn't washing myself with the word. I was allowing what was on me to get in me. And what were the things that I was saying? Something like, are you kidding me? I can't win for losing today. Or if something could go wrong, it will. 
How about as much as I try to lose a pound, I can't. If I look at a donut, I'll gain three. Or my kids never listen to me. They'll listen to their dad, but yeah, they just won't listen to me. Is this hitting home yet? I was creating something with my words. Whether I believed it, whether I acknowledged it at that moment, I was creating something out of the treasure of my heart. I was bringing forth things. Now, see, Satan can try to frustrate you and irritate you and throw all sorts of things your way, but it's up to you what you do with that. When Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, we do not see him, you know, considering it, thinking about what he said and allowing it to frustrate the plan of God. No, he, he went back with the word of God. He is the word, but he would speak the word. And he would say, it is written that man shall not live by bread of alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You know, if you actually study that scripture, which is, is really cool since what we're talking about, um, it says that man shall not eat by bread alone, but by every word. It's actually indicating that the bread was created by the word. I just thought, I don't know, that's a little tidbit I'll throw your way. But in that time, in that culture, people truly believed that your words matter. If you go over to Hebrews 11, it talks about how by faith they would give a blessing. They would bless their children verbally, and by faith, they knew that that blessing would come to pass. You know, instead of letting my frustrations create uh, something in me where I would speak that and I would, I would, um, allow those words to come out of my mouth and create something that was not of God, I should have said, I am more than a conqueror through Christ. Or I could say when I thought everything was going wrong, the Lord has me behind him before and no plan that is set against me will prosper. When I was getting irritated that I was struggling with losing a pound, I should have said, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Or when my children were not listening to me, I should have said, my children are a blessing of the Lord and they are wise. They listen and they obey quickly. I hope that this has challenged and encouraged you today to take a look at what you've been saying. What are you creating with your words? Now, don't be discouraged. I am a firm believer that when the Lord brings things to light to us, there is still plenty of time to correct it. He doesn't want to rub your nose in anything or just point out where you're wrong. No, he's a good father that wants to give us wisdom and he wants to teach us and help us along the way. I believe it's in Hebrews 4 that he says that he is a good help in our time of need. We can go to him when we see that we've messed up or that maybe we've been going in the wrong direction. And we can repent and repent literally means to turn around. And so we can turn around from that direction that we were, that we had been going in and that road of death by creating things with our mouth that we should not create. And we can turn that around and now create life. You know, whether life or death, we will have the consequences of our words. But know today you can begin to speak life. You've heard this and now you know things can change. Next week, we're going to continue this study. And 
I'm excited. It's a good word. I'm not going to give it away because I want you to tune in and I hope you will. Thank you so much for joining me and I will see you next week. Have a very blessed day.